Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSE Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives. Now, a lot of things have changed around Limerick due to COVID. And one of these things are different layouts that have uh, been tried, um, some road closures, restrictions on motorised um, traffic, all part of uh, the mobility plan um, that's been put in place uh, across uh, the summer. And the layout on the South Circular Road in Limerick City, where a one-way system was introduced in July, is one of those. And a petition has uh, begun uh, calling for the changes to be made permanent there. And on the line, we have uh, Independent Councillor Elisa O'Donovan and Ailish Drake uh, from Jake Drake Hurricane Architects uh, to chat to us. And you're both uh, welcome. Uh, good morning to you. Um, uh, Ailish, morning. Um, uh, tell us a little about this uh, petition. And most people will know where exactly you're talking about. But just give us a brief description of that and the changes that have been made and that there seems uh, to be now uh, a swell of opinion towards uh, continuing into the autumn. Morning, Joe. I said I'm not in the better of your introduction there. <laughs> but all the, uh, yeah. the, the bad news. Um, so the petition was started by, by a number of residents on the South Circular Road. Um, now, I'm not totally um, familiar with all the details of what, what the changes um, out there, but in general, the, the main change was that you can no longer drive down a South Circular Road from the George Isle direction. So the one-way system um, was introduced to make more space for people to, to walk and to cycle on the road. Um, so the, the residents that I spoke to said that the road is much quieter, there's a much lower volume of traffic on the road and that they've kind of been enjoying that quietness out there um, and that they're all out walking and cycling and meeting their neighbours. So that there has been a huge positive um, you know, thing for, for the South Circular Road neighbourhood. Um, now, I think there are teething problems with, with all of these measures when they're put in overnight. You know, there's going to be pinch points in that. Um, but I suppose with the talk of the COVID mobility plan uh, coming to an end at the 28th of August. I think the residents are worried that um, the measures will be taken away and things will go back to the way they were before. Um, and of course, as you know, so Circular Road, it's it's a bit of a, a rash run, really, that people kind of take and that there is traffic that goes, goes down South Circular Road that doesn't really have any business on South Circular Road. And I suppose, as I said, that, that uh, change uh, to the access from the George Isle side has relieved um, a lot of that pressure. Um, and of course, there are a number of schools on the road and close to the road and also the Mary Eye um, College. And um, people are going back now to school um, fairly soon and I think that residents would like to see that there, there's a lower volume of traffic so that their children can actually cycle and walk to school because as we know a huge amount um, of children are being driven short distances to school because um, the, the roads aren't safe and in South Circular Road in particular um, I believe there's certain pinch points where cars actually have to go up on the footpath to pass each other out in the two directions and that makes it very difficult for children to walk especially walk on their own to school so that's really where the, the petition has come from and um, I think you know that's that's it's good to see the residents um, getting active and getting their voice you know out there yeah uh, Elise I mean do you see what's happened on the South Circular Road as an example of best practice yeah, um, morning, Joe, and morning to your listeners. Um, you know, I think that um, I think what was implemented on the South Circular Road was, was certainly best practice. Um, you know, we had to 
look at how we can make residential streets safer for people, particularly as we move through COVID. You know, I mean, we really have to look at, you know, this is new to to all of us, you know, um, living in these times. And we have to make sure that people can safely walk around the neighbourhoods, and um, I, I think it's great to see that there are local residents who are very keen to keep um, the, the current layout. Um, I guess a, a big concern for me is that we are going to have, um, you know, thousands of students returning um, to this area. I live um, at the bottom of the South Circular Road. And I'm very, very aware of all the, the pinch points. And there's often huge traffic congestion um, around schools. And, you know, I know that so many parents are really, really concerned um, about the return to school and making sure that we have to, we have to now plan for this return to school in, in, in a few weeks and make sure that it's safe for, for school children to, and the students from REI to be able to sort of safely go in and out of school um, as safely as we can. And if this change were made permanent, how would you facilitate motorised traffic in the area? Yeah, well, I think that um, what has happened at the moment, so, you know, the barriers were obviously erected just to prevent vehicle access from the Banalakara Road. The residents now, it's still a two-way system that is in place on that road um, for residents. Um, And obviously, emergency vehicles and everything can still access, um, you know, that road. Um, But as Ailish was saying, I mean, this is a residential area and it was being used as a rat run. Um, And it was being used as a rat run for people... Um, going over Shannon Bridge and, um, you know, going in and out of the city. And, like, you know, it's very, very clear from the residents and the petition that they've started up, and obviously I know myself as a local councillor and as a local resident myself, that people want to live in an area where it's safe for people to walk around, but safe for people to cycle. We see lots of people kind of scooting, and there's lots of um, people with mobility difficulties living around this area as well. So I think anything that is done by our local council and our local authority to make those streets safer for people to be able to safely walk around, I think that's a really, really positive thing. And, um, you know, the measures that were put in place um, were initially put in place as a pilot, and and they still are at the moment. I've been meeting with the council later on to sort of discuss this um, and particularly look at the return to school in this area. Um, But, you know, the, the council are collecting data on this and we're going to look at it, and we're going to review it, and we're going to do what is best for the citizens of the city, and, and particularly the residents and people returning to school also. Yeah. Uh, we're chatting to Councillor Elisa O'Donovan and uh, architect Ailish Drake. Elisa, I just want to give you a chance um, to uh, touch on the Theatre Lane issue in Limerick City Centre, um, where uh, the road is closed uh, across the weekend from, I think, five in the evening uh, to facilitate, for example, the Glen Tavern there and, and allow them to put seats um, outside. And uh, we've heard from Carl Callanan from uh, the Glen Tavern on uh, the show yesterday and, and I know you have uh, been active on social media about it. What is your position on it? Well, I think anything that supports businesses and residents to be able to use streets safely, especially during this time, especially during the summer and as we guide our way through COVID, is, is really excellent. I think my issue with what happened with Theatre Lane was... Um, Usually when we close roads in the city, um, we have to go through a statutory process. So we had to do this in relation to, let's say, the South Circular Road, for example, and the other road closures that were done um, in relation to COVID mobility plans. 
that has to go through a statutory process. So that means that people are given two weeks' notice, there's public adverts pushed in the leader, the post, um, it's pushed up on the council's website. Um, this wasn't done in relation to Theatre Lane. Um, and um, as a local councillor, we didn't get any notification that this, this road was going to close. Um, and so that was my huge concern about this. So I was in touch then with the council on Monday and they said that they closed it um, as an emergency road closure um, to enable those two businesses there to um, have um, seats out on the street. And Sorry, the, the other business sort of being Freddie's Bistro, just Freddy's Bistro. Yeah. And I think, I mean, that is absolutely, it's fantastic. You know, it, it's great to see um, space being given over to, to businesses. I guess my concern was that, um, you know, it's really important that we have very clear processes and guidelines and that the same processes that are used in the council, let's say for closing streets for local residents to use, um, th this didn't happen in this case. And I think that it's really, really impo important that, um, you know, if, if roads are closed, and I think it's, it's good to know now that roads can be closed quite quickly and without any sort of public notice, that's really good for us to know moving forward. Um, but I think it's really important that councillors, um, especially councillors from that area, are given notification of this. So, because I know one feedback that I have had from residents and people is that they haven't had any notice in relation to these COVID mobility plans. Okay. Um, so that certainly happened, I know, with South Circular Road. I got a lot of people saying to me, we didn't get any notice about this. But actually, you know, there was a two-week lead-in period before that happened. So my big concern was when Theatre Lane was closed without no notice, that I would get residents and other people saying, why did we not get any notice about that? Right, I understand. So, okay. Ailish, yeah. um, public opinion can swing both ways on this. I mean, for example, I, I can think of a practical example myself because I happen to use uh, the road quite a bit, uh, and that is the junction near Aldi. Um, on the Dublin Road, the old Dublin uh, Road, uh, where they decided to uh, close it initially. They did so. There were warnings, to be fair, lots of electronic signs that it was going to happen. Uh, no one said very much until it was closed. And then uh, engines were reversed on it extremely quickly because the public were very browned off. So that's one side of it. So we are seeing some changes on that side where they tried things and they revert very quickly. And I presume you're making the same argument in the other direction about the South Circular Road, where there seems to be support for it locally. Absolutely, Joe. I mean, the thing is, I suppose, yeah, I, th I think uh, there, there was an issue with that, that junction out there in, in Rebolg. Um, and look, I mean, I think, yeah, if, if something is an obvious uh, issue, you know, that's, that's fine. The, the council have to deal with that, you know. Um, but I suppose, you know, in terms of, of trialling measures, I mean, I think it's a great way to do it because it's very hard for people to understand um, drawings and, you know, understand, OK, this is going to happen here until it actually happens. And um, but also you need to give it give it a chance to see what those measures, you know, whether they are a positive thing or a negative thing. Um, so in some ways, like taking stuff out, you know, a week or a few days after it's, it's been put in is, is, is kind of a knee-jerk reaction that's probably too quick, if you know what I mean, but maybe they, that, that particular situation they needed to, to reverse it. So, yeah, I think that the South Circular Road, it, it's great, as I said, to, to hear residents being um, positive about it. Obviously, there are going to be other residents maybe have issues with it. So what the council needs to do is need, they need to get out there on the ground and actually talk to people um, and see see what the issues are and see how it can be improved. Um, 
And um, of course, there's there's the other um, um, say the other plan measures that were put in around the three bridges and the the cycle um, the cycle route across the Shannon. That's the other one that people are petitioning to uh, retain because it's been an absolutely huge success. Um, I was out in Limerick. Um, the last two evenings um, during the, the river walk, I was on a, on a uh, cycling it the, the day before, and like it, it's it's made a huge difference to people crossing the river in both directions. And I suppose what the the big issue now is the schools uh, going back. And I think that for years we've been trying to get people back, um, children walking to school and cycling to school, because when we were young, everybody within walking distance from the school walked to the school whereas now people are being driven very, very short distances to school. And that's not good for the, the schools either because you have a huge amount of traffic around the schools. So the guidelines have come down from the Department of Education that cycling and walking um, should be promoted for schools. The green schools have issued um, an ideas document for safe access to school, which includes cycle buses like the cycle bus that crosses the, the Shannon River um, and uh, also walking buses and walking and striding to school. So I think that there needs to be an effort made now around trying to get people um, back to school and more people on walking and cycling and less people in cars to relieve that congestion, you know. Yeah. Uh, one other thing, Councillor Lisa O'Donovan, we uh, heard uh, that Irwin's Jewellers on William Street is closing. Now, that is due to a retirement, but unfortunately, it's yet another example of what's happening in Limerick City Centre. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's very worrying at this stage. There's no question about that. And on top of that... Do you think that economically we could soon face the blow of being put back into lockdown, similar to the lockdown in Midlands counties at the moment? Yeah, I mean, I think the the people of Limerick have done a fantastic job over the last few months. You know, they they really did stick to all the guidelines. It's been a very, very difficult few months for people. And I think Limerick people have really listened to the advice. I know we had an outdoor recital in Ballinacorra yesterday. People were excellent with physical distancing, mask wearing, everything. So I know that the citizens of Limerick do not want to face into another lockdown and they will do everything they can not to go into that situation. We want to see the schools returning in a couple of weeks. Um, And this is why us discussing things like this is really important, you know, so we can look to the future and make sure that Things can return to some type of normality in the coming weeks. That's what we. But are we close to lockdown? I mean, there's no question. We keep getting mentioned, and it's uncomfortable, frankly, by the acting chief medical officer at briefings this week. Well, from what I have seen, I've I've seen around the city. You know, I live in the city. I think people have been very, very good with adhering to the guidelines, and that's all that we could do is just urge people to make sure that they wear their masks, that they keep up their good hand hand hygiene, and everything like that. Um, and I, I do have high hopes in the people of Limerick that they will stick to this. I don't think anyone wants to go back to where we were. We've done huge effort. We've done great work. Um, and I think let's just keep keep that up. Okay. Um, and, um, you know, I think we would hopefully, we just want to keep everyone safe, you All know? Right. All right. Well, listen, thank you very much, Councillor Lisa O'Donovan uh, and Ailish Drake from Drake Harrigan Architects for uh, talking to us. Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. With HSE Midwest. For updated factual information, see hse.ie. By staying apart, we can save lives.